Welcome back to Inspired, a production of Interfaith Voices. I'm Umbreen Khan. Earlier in the program, we heard from Reverend Katie Zay. She was detailing how stories of grief and healing were central to her book, A Complicated Choice, and Zay describes how sharing stories can be cathartic, empowering, and help confront the stigma around abortion care. In Reverend Zay's ministry, providing spiritual resources to support the pro-choice movement is central to her work. Just like Reverend Zay, lawyer Alan Parker sees stories of women who've had abortions as central to his work, which he also feels is a form of ministry. Parker founded a conservative Christian legal advocacy law firm. His focus, overturning Roe v. Wade and gathering legal petitions to submit to the court from women, detailing their experience after having an abortion. That became central to his litigation strategy. When I spoke to Parker by phone from his office in San Antonio, he was celebrating because he believes the high court is now listening to the women he represents. So I understand that yesterday was a big day for you at the Justice Foundation. Well, it's pretty exciting when even if it's leaked information, you get word that the Supreme Court of the United States has a majority that is about to reverse Roe v. Wade. That's good news for us and I believe for America and even women who might be considering abortion in the future. Tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and the work of the Justice Foundation. Since about 2000, I've been working to reverse Roe v. Wade. I was blessed to represent Norma McCorvey, who was the Roe of Roe v. Wade, and Sandra Kano, who was the Doe of Doe v. Bolton. And I was blessed to represent them in their legal efforts to reverse the two cases that brought abortion to America. In 2000, both of those women asked us to file motions at the Supreme Court to reverse their cases. And the court did not hear either of those cases at that time. But we have continued to collect the testimony of women hurt by abortion. Uh, That's what the Lord told me to do, to collect women's testimonies, go back to the court. In 2007, the court heard uh, a brief on behalf of 180 women hurt by abortion that we filed. And the court said for the first time that some women come to regret aborting the infant life they once created and sustained. So we knew the court was impacted by the testimonies. In 2017, Melinda Tebow, the founder of the Moral Outcry Petition, asked us to take a petition to the Supreme Court. And in this Dobbs case, acting on her behalf on about 539,108 signers of the Moral Outcry Petition and 2,249 women hurt by abortion. So our big arguments in the case are abortion is a crime against humanity. It hurts women. It's killing a human being. And there's a better alternative today called the safe haven laws under which no woman has to parent a child if she doesn't want to. In all 50 states, if Roe is reversed, no woman anywhere in America, even California or liberal states, will have to parent a child. She can safely drop off her child at a hospital or fire station within a designated time after birth. 
at no cost, unlike abortion, and the state will take her baby and relieve her from 18 years of obligation of parenting. The draft of the majority that was leaked really points not just to and describes Roe v. Wade as equivalent to an egregious wrong similar to that of um, Plessy v. Ferguson, you know. uh, And that was one of the arguments we were making in our brief, that abortion is a crime against humanity, like Dred Scott, the slavery case, and like Plessy versus Ferguson, where the Supreme Court said to African-Americans as a group, you're an inferior race. You're not going to get equal protection. You're going to get separate but equal. And we remind the court of Brown v. Board of Education, one of the court's greatest cases, where they didn't create new rights. They didn't put equal protection in the Constitution. No, they reversed a 58-year-old precedent of the Supreme Court called Plessy versus Ferguson. So what everybody thinks is one of the greatest cases reversed a 58-year-old case. Rose only 49 years old. The abortionists in front of the Supreme Court on the day of oral argument were yelling, abortion forever, abortion forever. And that's what the segregationists said just before it came down. And abortion is coming down also. What do you say to opponents who say that this decision and this draft reflects the codification of one religious theological viewpoint about when life begins. There's a right to life in the Constitution. I think this decision does not really go far enough. It simply says there's no right to abortion in the Constitution. Well, that is absolutely true. It never was. So we want to live in a country where the people have the right to decide what our laws are going to be. What do you say to those who say that the harm caused by forcing women to carry uh, a pregnancy to term is injurious and traumatic and unstudied, that that in and of itself is um, depriving women of the liberty over their bodies? It's not the woman's body. If you take DNA from the woman's arm, and DNA from the baby in the womb, send it anonymously to a DNA lab. They'll send you back a report and say, these are two separate human beings. We're going to say you can't kill a human being. That's the only option that's being taken off the table. Women aren't being forced to be pregnant. They can use contraceptives. That's still perfectly permissible. There's a difference between preventing a human being from coming into life and killing a human being once they're there. The argument that human life begins at conception is an argument that is debated among philosophers, theologians, even people within the same religious tradition. How do you respond to those arguments? We don't go into religion. Reversing Roe v. Wade depends only on science. Science shows when human chromosomes reach 46, when the sperm and egg are joined together, a human is created. Parker is the president of the Justice Foundation. He also runs The Moral Outcry, a ministry of the Justice Foundation that provides free legal representation to Melinda Thibault and assistance to those who sign her nationwide petition asking the Supreme Court to reverse its abortion cases. 
That's all for this week's show. If you have thoughts or reflections that you'd like to share, I want to hear from you. Send me an email to amber at interfaithradio.org. This week's producer was Kevin McCarthy. Sounds from Audio Binger, Blue Dot Sessions, and MC Yogi. And a special thanks to our founder, Sister Maureen Fiedler. I'm your host and executive producer, Ambreen Khan. To learn more about us, visit interfaithradio.org. Wherever you are, I hope you are well, I hope you are safe, and I hope you stay connected. I'll see you next week.